Chapter 18 He didn't fall far. He crashed onto something firm, yet a little soft. His father's chest. Father! He cheated, snatched Stig's arm and held on, righting himself. They were on a narrow ledge partway down the rock face. Father! Where have you been, son? Before Gom could answer him, Skeller's voice came from overhead. Gobblechuck, you're not so smart as you thought you were, and I hear another. That wouldn't be your father, would it? Dear, dear, not hurt, I hope. Before Gom could warn him, Stig spoke up. Is that Sir Dismas Skeller? Ah,、oh, thank the skies! Whatever brings you down here? I thought you gone to far away today. Gom tugged Stig's arm. Father, hush, my son. Stig, patting Gom's hand, gently disengaged himself, then put his arm around Gom protectively. Sir Dismas, my son and I are in a pretty pickle here. Stuck, are you? Yes, sir. Stig called back up. "Will you help us, Father?" Gom said. "Help you? Oh yes," Skeller said. "I'll help you." There was a scraping, grinding sound, and a fair-sized lump of rock whizzed past them, striking their ledge and bouncing on down. "But I don't." Stig sounded bewildered. "He's helping us, all right, Father." To our debts, he wants the gold. Gold? There was no time to explain. Another rock came tumbling down, and another. Gom reached up, pulled Stig's face down to his level. Father, he whispered in his ear, "Whatever I do, hush and keep quite still." He pressed Stig against the rock wall. When the next boulder came by them, Gom screamed loud and long, tailing off at the end—a pretty fair rendition of a grey goose flying over the mountain top. Gom thought. To his great relief, Stig kept his peace. Now perhaps Skeller would think they'd fallen to their deaths and go away. Gobblechuck. There was silence. The silence lengthened. Skeller wasn't yet convinced. Well, they could all play the waiting game. Now, when Skeller had gone, Gom was going to have to get his father up off that ledge, in the dark, which wasn't going to be easy. Oh, how much longer was that man going to hang about? Suddenly. Gom felt a tickle up his nose. Ah, ah, he was going to sneeze, but he couldn't afford to. He breathed deep through his nose and out through his mouth quietly. It only made it worse. In a panic, he pinched the top of his nose, just where it bent, hard between his thumb and forefinger. There. That was better. The tickle was quite gone.
he lowered his hand again, and there it came, ripping out of him. Achoo! Skeller laughed. Gobblechuck? Good try, little man, but not good enough. The man scrambled down, knocking on sideways. A strong hand groped, found, and seized Gom's shoulder. And it wasn't Stig's. He felt Skeller's free arm shake once, with a short, snapping motion. He remembered, down in the gully, Skeller's producing a knife seemingly out of thin air, his waving it in front of Gom's face, his sliding it back up his sleeve. Father, Gom called. Skella has a knife. Gom had no very clear idea of what happened after that, only that he heard an awful angry growling sound, like that of a bear roused too early from its winter sleep. Why, that wasn't Skella. It was his father. Stig, who'd never in all Gom's life raised his hand even to a mosquito, was wrestling with a killer. Gom pressed himself up against the rock wall and covered his face. The ledge beneath them trembled. It was cracking under the strain, Gom could tell. At any moment, it would give way. Then they'd all perish. There was a smack as the two great bodies hit the rock face, a thud as they rebounded off it. Father! There came a loud rumble. Then a cry, a full, long, roaring cry that thinned away down and down and down. Then there was silence. Father, Gum whispered. There was no sound. For long he stood there, not daring to move. Then fearfully he reached up to touch a shoulder? Yes, a shoulder, a big shoulder, not bony big like a broomstick scarecrow, but a firm, rounded shoulder, all muscle and brawn. Father! Oh, Father! Gom put his arms about Stig's middle and squeezed tight. Stig stirred. Sadismas? Gone. Gone? Stig whispered. Gom nodded in the pitch dark. Yes, really gone. Are you all right, father? I think so, son. Good, Gom said. For the rest of this ledge is going. We must climb. Climb? Yes, Gom said, and added briskly. So take off your boots. My boots? For why, son? The better to feel your way up the crevices, father, quick. Without another word, Stig took off his boots, tied the laces, and hung them about his neck. Father, keep still! Stig cried out as more of the ledge gave way. Here, father, give me your hand. Gom found a crevice and guided Stig's hand to it. Here, father, put your hand here. He found another for Stig's left foot. Then his right. Half a minute more, and Stig was clinging rigidly to the wall with Gom beside him. They'd made but one more move, 
when with a rumble the entire ledge beneath them gave way altogether in a rush of dust and grit. Gom was overcome by a helpless fit of sneezing and coughing. There, cried Stig, this is what you get for hanging about this place in the dark and the cold. The times I've told you about coming down here. Gom had a foolish urge to laugh. There was Stig, hanging on to a perilous rock face, his only perch gone from under him, scolding Gom as if they were back at home by the hearth. A sudden scraping sound brought him to his senses. Son, my foothold's given way. I'm slipping. Steady, father, Gom said. He reached over for Stig's dangling foot, guided it to another crevice. That crumbled, and Stig lost both footholds, hanging on now only by his fingers. Quickly Gom found him fresh ones, more solid this time, and in another minute they were both lying up on the tunnel floor, well away from the cave-in. Gom's head felt hot and sticky. He raised his hand to his face. That wasn't sweat. It was blood. And not his blood, but his father's. Father, you're hurt. Tis but a scratch. That Skeller's knife. I live. Glad I am to be out of that place, and grateful to you for getting me out. You're a good boy. Gom hung his head in shame. Stig would never have been in there in the first place had he not come looking for his son. But how, Stig went on, are we ever going to find our way out? I know I was wandering for hours and hours before I fell down there. Why, I'll take us out easy, you'll see. Gom led his father away, back up the passages, over the chasm, through the stalagmite cavern, and up, up, out, under the stars. Why, said Stig as they came out, you went about that place just as though it were bright as day. I'd never have believed it if I hadn't witnessed it with my own eyes. Gom began to laugh. What's the jest, son? With my own eyes! <laughs> Don't you see? You said you'd witnessed me down there, in the pitch dark, with your own eyes. Gom stared at him for a moment. Then he began to laugh, too, until the nightwood rang with the sound. Stig stopped suddenly. That dismiss skeller. That were a bad do and no mistake. A bad do. Gom nodded soberly. And it was all my fault. Hey, no, son. Stig laid his hand on Gom's arm. You had no choice in what happened. He was after that gold, father. Aye, so you said. Then that gold is evil. No, son. The evil was in the heart that craved it. The desire for riches does bad things to people. Even desire for ever so little. That's why, son, I never mind about it. Life's too short to be twisting up your chest over it. Good luck to them that has it, I say. As for me, I got my treasure right here. And with that, Stig scooped Gom up, threw him over his shoulder, and strode toward home. They hadn't gone above half a dozen steps 
when Gom was taken by a fit of sneezes, one after the other, as if he would never stop. Just hark at you, Stig quickened his steps. Bed for you, son. You've gone and given yourself a right chill and no mistake. And where are your boots? Gom saw them quite clearly, where he'd left them, just inside the rock slit. He sneezed again to change the subject. Time tomorrow to talk about boots. Truly tired by now, Gom closed his eyes and bumped along, hearing Hoot Owl's cry over his head, something about Gom's looking much better that way up. He was too exhausted to think of a reply.